Welcome back, Rage Nation. Definitely not PR friends. Myself, Pete. He needs to stop, like, fucking getting cute with these kicks. John the Mountain Man Stokes. You're not putting them on my models, motherfucker. Chris the non-tech Asian. Put the tape measure up and get some wages. You, yeah, no, you really frustrated me. You walked away and you came back and your scalpel had been thrown across the room. <laughs> I'm just here so I don't get fined. I will will share with you my one rage quit story. You know, I'm a robot and I don't have a solo across now eight. This is going to be a really great opportunity for everybody to see how you effed up. Welcome back again, Rage Nation. We got yet another episode. This is like three episodes like in the same week, which is going to be awesome. We're making up for lost time. Yeah, no kidding, because yeah, we've been we've been a wall for a bit, but got lots of content coming out. So yeah, we got got my boy Chris back with me. You're not dead. Yeah, I'm back here. So Chris, how have you been doing? Yeah, <laughs> life is a struggle. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, you have some drunk run into your electricity, uh, your electric pole there, and you can't think, shave think, anymore. I ice. think it was those damn high school kids. Yeah, and their rap music. <laughs> they need to get off my lawn. That's right. Yeah, so we're actually going to talk today. We're going to do a, an episode about uh, Song of Ice and Fire. There's a lot of cool stuff going on. Since we last talked about it, we both have a lot more games with the with it. We've been playing a lot of games and have kind of the mechanics down and getting some more strategy and tactics. So we just thought it'd be a good opportunity to talk more about A Song of Ice and Fire. That sounds like a plan. Which is... Yeah, which is really cool because something I talked about with uh, Bill Anderson, those people that don't know, he's putting on a Spring Fling tournament, which has now turned into a convention. So it's actually several games, and that's up in D.C. that first weekend of May. And he's there's just going to be a ton of games. And I was talking to him, and it was pretty exciting because he made it sound like there's going to be a Song of Ice and Fire tournament probably firing off, which would be really fun to play in. So definitely looking forward to that. Yeah, that would be. Yeah, but you know what's going to be my favorite thing? What's that? Some Kingdom Death monster up in this bitch. I know, because we were playing it, but you just you slacked with your models. I kind of did slack. But I also (laughs) blame it on that fucking... No, I also blame it on those fucking mage, that company that, like, was supposed to produce the card sleeves. I bought those sleeves, like, over two years ago, and I still have yet to see the fucking sleeves. So I think they just stole my money because, like, they're some crazy bastards, like, I don't know, they're probably printed in Nigeria or something like that. This is some bullshit. Yeah, the Nigerian prints get you. I guess, but... Yeah, I've spent like 50 bucks on card sleeves that I never received. Because, I mean, like, you want to keep the stuff in that game nice because it's super fucking expensive and it's a really nice game. Yeah, it's like super high quality. Yeah, we're, I'm, I'm always trying to like find a way to play Song of, or Song of Ice and Fire. Um, that, but also Kingdom Death. Anyway, Song of Ice and Fire. Playing more Song of Ice and Fire in this, in this hood. What I've been doing is we actually did a league and, it was a pretty cool league. It started off strong, and we we finished it up, and it, it was pretty good. I tried to keep it only like about five weeks, but everybody had to pick a faction, and basically each week we just progressed the points. So it jumped from you know like twenty five points to thirty, all, all thirty five to forty, and finishing up with fifty. So it was a lot of fun because I actually chose the Lannisters, 
So I got to experience that, but I also made it a choice effort to also include a lot of neutral uh, stuff with it. So I've been really focusing on like neutral Lannister kind of faction. Uh, the Free Folk I kind of put to the side just because, I, I don't know, a lot of their tactics are like with the Free Folk, I felt like I could make the right decision and sometimes I would still lose just because of how unreliable the, the troops are in that in that faction. So I'm definitely After happier with the land. Of you, all of that fucking painting of a horde army, you dump those free folk in this league. Pretty much. Just dump them into the lake. I, I I'm going to put them on eBay. You, you, you should put them on eBay. You'll probably get a good, good, pretty penny for them. But yeah, we'll check it out. Yeah. Anyway, as everyone knows, I'm Team Stark for life. I know. Chris just, you know, picks a faction and he just rides or dies with it. Yep. It's all about loyalty. Those are my yeah, people. So, so Chris, the one thing I had, like, because I, I know you ha- don't get a chance to play all the time, but they have started coming out with the Tullys for the Stark. So is that something that interests you or are you not like a Tully fan? Uh, are we talking like from the fluff perspective? Like, am I, am I a fan of them both. in that in that universe or am I a fan of those specific models? Uh, both. Okay. I have not really looked into those specific models much just because I feel like I'm pinching every every penny as I try and get things going with multiple areas of my life. Um, so I haven't really spent a lot of time looking into them. I, I've perused the cards. I mean, obviously, I wouldn't mind having, you know, some of those sworn shields and those types of things to provide some more defense. But yeah. As far as the Tullys go in the fluff, they're meh. So, I mean, basically, I, I my opinion does align in this case with the general fandom of them and what I've seen from the cards. So, I mean, I'm, I'm not super motivated to get them, but they they will join the, the faction at some point in my collection. I do like the models a lot. Like, I, I'm not a big, like, I know people that are like, like the Starks and they kind of like, you know, you know, Cat Stark, you know, they might kind of lean towards the Tullys of River Run and all that stuff. But uh, the models look sweet. But as far as like the story, like you said, I'm kind of like eh about them. I mean, I'm not a big Stark homer anyways. I'm kind of more on the Lannister side of things, obviously. So, but I did pick up that Stark Heroes 2 box. I have like the models in that because I, I, I found that I really like playing a lot of that Howland Reed as the commander. As the <sighs> Yeah, he can, he can be a... He can be a jerk. And so the nice thing is once you pl- play them, you're able to throw in Mira and Jojen like his kids and turn units yeah. into uh, his affiliation. And so I, I've i liked that. But buyer beware, because if you put Jojen in one of those lineups, he has to roll die to or a single die to determine like what his green sight does. Yeah, and so there was one game where like I just fucking horrific visioned my team the entire fucking time, and like my own units were just panicked and vulnerable the whole game. I was like, "This is some bullshit." <laughs> yeah, be aware of that. That guy can be a fucked up bag of tricks. So there's <laughs> that. But yeah, a lot of the new stuff coming out is pretty cool. I, I definitely like how they're releasing more heroes. Yeah, I wish that I could get like a fucking update on this app. <laughs> Well, I mean, the only thing they, they need to update with it is the neutral two heroes, right? I don't know. I feel like there's other stuff missing. The Baratheons, like, 
Aren't we supposed to have more than the starter set in this app now? I mean, what else would they have? I thought they came out with more shit just like within the past week. I don't think they have yet. I think the boxes that they came out with are just single boxes of the stuff that's in the starter set. Oh, okay. All right. So I I don't think, and supposedly that Baratheon starter set should be coming out next week, I think, is when they're supposed to officially come out. So we'll we'll see if that happens. Okay. Either way, I'd like an update to the, because it is is missing that neutral heroes. The neutral tubes. Yeah. Which I have the cards in front of me. They are they're they're pretty sweet. I, I like a couple of them. Have you have you had a chance to look at them, Chris? I have not. Although I've heard little pieces here and there. I mean, there's a lot so, of characters in there that I just fucking don't like. Like like Walter Frey. Frey. He's a dickhead. His his so, card should read that you have to activate him last, no matter what. Since he's he has old. an old man's caution and a young man's ambition, and has never lacked. Or cunning, Ooh, fancy. He's not that cunning, but anyway, go ahead. No. But I was surprised. He's actually worth five points. Like an NCU, that's worth five points. Yeah, that's a shit ton. Do you know what he does? I don't. So what but he does he's a is dick. So I'm sure I'll hate when him. he. <laughs> okay, yeah. When he claims his own, all right. So you claim his own with him because he's an NCU, and that unit you attach his card to an enemy unit, and so when you attach it to the unit, they suffer one wound. And then also, if you were the first player or if you control the crown zone, the influenced unit and its attachment loses all their abilities. Well, that doesn't sound good. It neuters the unit and you take a wound. Man, that sounds like creating a negative play experience for people. <laughs> he has five points, though. Like, that that's a ton. Yeah, and there's no way to kill him, which is bullshit. So, so. You, you're, you follow the show's a little closer than I do in the book. So what is the uh, the follower of the Red God's name, the guy with uh, no name, many faces? Yachin Shigar or Yachin... Hagar? Hagar, yeah. <laughs> His NCU is really cool because it's actually like random. Okay, what does that mean? Because when you... Well, first off, he's, he's also five points. But so... When he claims a zone on the tactics board, you can target an enemy infantry unit and roll a die. And if you claim the swords, you can re-roll the die. So on a one, it has no effect. On a two through four, you deal that unit one wound. On a five, you deal that unit one wound or kill one non-combat attachment in that unit. And then if you're all six, you can kill any one model in that unit. What counts as a non-combat attachment? A non-character attachment. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Oh, man. Well, so, 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 yeah. You I'd, just rather, to, you I'd know, rather be able to target a unit that has that handless Jamie in it and kill Jamie. Yeah, <laughs> Get right. Get rid of that shit on my models. I mean, sure, I guess. So, okay, let's talk about what do we have represented in this league. Your Starks with a whole bunch of, like, two-faced traders mixed in. Um, wait, wait, wait. Or, sorry, so your, Lannister, your Lannisters oh, with a whole bunch of two- the league now. Oh, yeah, we're talking about the league. <laughs> yes. So your okay. Lannisters with a whole bunch of two-faced traitors mixed in. I'm Starks because, like, you know, I have integrity. Um, and, and we had, okay, let's see. Russ played the Night's Watch. Nick played Lannisters and then. Nick uh, was the Lannisters guy, yep. Yep, and then Tyler played the uh, the Starks as well. And did Scott get in on the league, or did he just come too late? 
he played in the league, but he kind of did it just to get games in. He wasn't really in the league, but okay. he was also playing the Night's Watch. Okay. Which that catapult is going to be a jerk. <laughs> the scorpion or the... No, no, no. The new catapult coming oh. out. That scorpion thing is a fucking jerk. You can set it up in the corner and just like shoot anywhere on the board as long as they're not within um, long range. Well, that's so, yeah. a monster pain in the ass. I don't yep, like but that. The league, but the league was a lot of fun. I mean, we had a lot of games and people got to learn their factions. So like I did a lot playing with the Lannisters where I just, I kind of learned how I like to play them. And I found that I just really liked building my armies around just the panic kind of mechanic of the game. So I like using Roos and Ramsey as my commander and then using like Cersei to help trigger that and Lannister guardsmen to trigger that. And, um, now that they got the Bolton Black Guards out, I'm also going to use them a bunch too. So definitely really, really fun way that I like playing the game with the Lannisters sprinkled in with um, some of the Boltons. So everyone goes all crazy with this game regarding the mountain who rides. What are yeah. your thoughts on that model? I mean, the model's sweet. Okay, well, <laughs> fine, fine. It's playability, being able to play it in organize contexts and what are your general thoughts about that whole thing? I mean, so looking at, and you're talking about the mountain that rides, right? Yep. The mountain that rides is once again, it's just a really cool model. And I actually like that. I like it in the game a lot just because it provides, it's kind of like the, the Starks with the wolves, like just the fact that he can kind of pivot and go do his own thing is just, it's really solid just because, He's relatively hard to kill unless you just get like a hard counter to him. Um, he has critical blow. He panics things that he charges and people don't get saves against him. So it's just, it's just tough when he comes into like the flank cause he's just going to wreck a ton of crap. And he's, he's either great running by himself. Uh, if you want to manage it, he's also good as an attachment to one of your cavalry units because then you can like, sometimes get two charges in one turn. So that can be really fun. So, I mean, game wise, he's a lot of fun, but there's definitely been times where he, he doesn't make up his points, especially if you put him in like with the Bolton flayed men. And now you have like a 13 point unit. Sometimes you don't get to see the value of that unit if you misuse it or misplay with them. So, uh, I, I mean, he has counters, he's good, but I mean, I I will say the games I played him in, he did a lot of work. <laughs> okay, well, I mean, you kind of have to look at it from the perspective of a model's points, and this is a very simplistic way of looking at it, but if they kill more points than they cost, they're worth their points, right? So do you find that you kill more models than he costs? So if he's on his own, he's only four points. Um, hmm. I would say by himself... Yes, but in a unit, sometimes the unit doesn't need him, so it just depends. But the games that I've played with him, he definitely got his points back and more in just because of how hard he can hit when he's used properly. Uh, so, yeah, I got my points out of him both times, and it, it was it, it was just fun, but you could also see like your, your opponent's just kind of panicking when they see him or another set of cavalry get into a flank or something. Like You just see like, my my God, I'm going to die. Yeah. Well, when I see him on the board, I'm like, that's 
priority number one. Kill that fucking guy. <laughs> there, there is no greater priority. Yeah, you either got to just kind of either keep him somewhere not useful or try to bog him down. Because once once you can bog cavalry down, they're, they're definitely not as scary. So it's just one of those things where you just got to figure out how your list manages that model and that unit the best. And, and, and the one thing that I need to work on is I recognize that as I haven't had as much time to play, I'm really I've I've stunted my development a little bit in this game because when I don't make the time and I have to throw together a list real quick, I go back to the same things, right? Like I, I use that yeah. Howland Reed commander list all the time. I need to start being able to, you know, think about pairings where I'm presenting questions and problems for opponents that are different depending on which which list I would go with. So, I mean, I think that it's a good reminder because we haven't played a game like this in a while where we have those types of pairings. And this definitely has that element where you need to be able to play a variety of models and present different problems in your list. Yeah, and that's why, like, even though I like the panic kind of style of, like, the Lannisters and with the, with the Bolton captains or commanders kind of mixed in there. I, I like that play style, but I forced myself to play a couple other lists that were different because not only to help out our meta, but just to help me start to think of other ways I can play the faction. So one of the lists that I started playing around with was actually one based around um, the mountain as the commander. So, and I like that just because of how his aggressive his cards are. So yeah. I, I like the idea of playing a list with him because a lot of his um, cards that he plays in the tactics deck just allow to get like further charges, get more dice. When instead of overrunning and just maneuvering, you can do another charge with with a unit. So, just he does a lot of cool stuff. I like that he's an aggressive commander that can capitalize on um, people being aggressive. Yeah, I, I think that that's one thing that you you really do a good job with in gaming in general that really helps you kind of fill out the experience and, and gives people new things and interesting things to play against and have fun with. So Yeah, um, because a lot of people can't play new stuff like the first time and be decent with it just because it's new and they're like, oh, well, I don't know how this quite works, but I'm going to try it. But yeah, for some reason, I just I like bouncing around to different, not always different factions, but definitely different commanders in A Song of Ice and Fire, just because I like keeping it fresh. And I also like, because me, the way I best learn is by putting stuff on the board and seeing how it works. So if I'm going to play against something a lot of times and be successful playing against it, a lot of times I got to play with it to figure out how it works. Yeah, and I think for everybody that's kind of helpful that most people are more hands-on than just theory crafting. Although everyone does know that you're a liar and that you do absolutely jump factions all the time. So you can save that line. That's BS. <laughs> it is true. I mean, the free folk are probably going on eBay, not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> Man, pay, if, make all that time to paint models and then just getting rid of them. Well, you know, that's how I finance my other uh, I, other vices. <laughs> <laughs> how am I going to afford those Baratheons when they come out if I don't have yeah. money for my free folk? <laughs> oh, oh, well, whatever happened to sticking with one faction? <laughs> that was for the league. Um, Purely for the league. 
Oh, okay, okay. You're just... Well, actually, you really did kind of sneaky it because you really kind of made it multi-faction because you were like Lannisters, but super heavy with those with those uh, neutral models. Hey, I didn't have more than 50%, so it was a legal list. Okay. <laughs> yeah, more than half. So more than half of your stuff has to be of the faction that your command or that you are in. So like since mm-hmm. I was picking Lannisters, I always had to make sure that I didn't have more than 50% of neutral stuff in there, which got pretty hard sometimes when I used the flayed men. Yeah, because they cost so much. Yeah, they're 10 points. <laughs> they're expensive as balls. <laughs> <laughs> the the handful of games you got, Chris, like what were some of the units that you liked using when we were doing the league? What were some of the units that you were like, oh man, these these guys did really well? Yeah, so the the let's say let's say the foundational elements of what I kind of builded with and then I'd sub in different things was I really liked using uh Howland Reed as the commander and then I like taking 3 of the NCUs. Yeah. And going with I like Sansa because then I could always grab whatever card I needed in a prime moment and then i would also take uh ned stark and ned would enable me to heal and i tried to play this little mini game where i would let my umber berserkers go in and sustain some injury but then heal them back up with ned yeah so that they could you know keep getting the benefits of having fewer in number but at the same time never be in such a dire situation that they got killed off. Yeah. And when somebody didn't know how to manage that, and even when some people like kind of picked up on what I was doing, I mean, it's just kind of a difficult thing to handle because at that point, those Umber Berserkers are all in your face and then it's a problem. Um, And then the way that I kind of would enable them to get in someone's face and maintain the maintain the attention was I would take those Stark Outriders with Brendan Tully. Yeah. And then I can like bring them on on any table edge. And that was, that was awesome. Cause then somebody has to like worry about that. And meanwhile, they got Umber Berserkers coming in their face. So good luck. Yeah. I mean, I, I played against those a handful of times and yeah, if they, if they come into you the right way and they move fast too, like they are super fast. Yeah. We're fleet of foot. Yeah. We got some fancy-looking moccasins. I mean, I remember there was one turn where you basically you moved them from the the board, and then you played a card that they got to move again, and then you did their movement to charge, and it was just like, geez, they like covered most of the board. Yep. It's like, surprise! (laughs) So I tell you what, there's one unit, or I shouldn't even say the unit, there's one NCU that I started using, And when I started using him, I wasn't sure if I was going to like him because of how expensive he was. But Lord Varys is definitely can be a game changer when you're playing him in any faction. Because I I used him and then also Scott, the guy in our league, used Varys as well. And like when he used Varys and I had Cersei, he basically used Varys to shut down Cersei four times. So I didn't, you know, shock his like unit four times. Yeah. Now, granted, he missed one of those rolls one time, but yeah, basically it, it canceled her ability to, you know, put a panic test on somebody at like minus three. 
Yeah, Varus is a strong piece, especially when used right, and if you're somebody that's lucky. If you're prone to good luck, go for it. <laughs> I would definitely say that when you first play Varus, you got to be careful when you use him, because the first time I played him with Russ, I basically used Varus's little bird's ability on everything Russ tried to do on the board, and some of it wasn't important, so I ran out of his like little bird tokens like within like the first two turns. I was Can't just so, shoot your load too early, man. I was just I was so excited. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> So, from this league, do you like the way the league setup is for this game? Do you like what they've well they've put the, together? Well, here's the thing. I mean, the league I just came up with, that's nothing that was... Oh, I thought you used like an organized play document type thing. I used the... There was a kit that Jacob got, and the kit basically was for... It's designed for tournaments, or it's it can be designed for leagues, but there was no like setup with the league. I just kind of used a similar pattern that I used in previous leagues. And I just was like, okay, let's just do an escalation league. I'll give out, you know, prizes for everybody at the beginning. And then we'll kind of sprinkle some stuff at the end and we'll just have fun. So that league wasn't like a super organized one that had like a lot of special objectives and stuff. It's just stuff that I kind of came up with that, you know, I just was able to do from kind of years of experience in running stuff. Well, it seemed very professional. I will give you. I will give you that. <laughs> I, I I thought it was just like what came in the in the in the kit or whatever. And no, I was like, oh, no, this seems kit. this seems like a good system. <laughs> no, you should submit that to Cool Mini. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Well, because like you get it, and it's kind of like not very directional. It's just like, oh yeah, give this to you know X amount of players for you know whatever you want. It's like. Well, this is pretty general. I mean, I'm going to come up with stuff, I guess. I still think one of the best events I ever saw you do was that War Machine event that you did for Christmas. Oh, that was so good. That ice event. That was like one of the best ones for so, sure. So there is, and this is, and I have lots of ideas like this, but I'll, I'll share this since it's getting into that season and we're talking about, you know, just events and stuff. But basically there's certain scenarios and I, I tweaked a couple of scenarios where it just added to the fun of the rounds. So one of the rounds in War Machine, they have kind of like a fast ground effect where, you know, basically like, you know, it could speed you up. But basically what we did is we made the, like the whole center like it was ice and that you had to roll a die like if you ran or, or charged across it. And if you rolled a one, you like fell over. Um, but also you would go like an extra D6 inches for like sliding on the ice. So that was pretty fun. And then there was another one where you could pick up these uh, tokens on the board and they were snowmen and you could throw snowmen at things. And if you hit them with them, you could knock them down with it. So those are just two of the scenarios that were just super fun. to. And I didn't get to play in it, but it was really fun to watch you guys, you know, use those mechanics just to cause chaos on the uh, on the game. See, and I feel like you could take almost any game and create some of those types of mechanics. Definitely. To, to use, like, I mean, like, I'm thinking about doing it, or I, obviously I'm thinking about talking you into doing it, because um, I'm not going <laughs> to. Oh, jeez, yeah. thanks. I mean, let, let, let's be real. Um, <laughs> but I think that you should put on an event like that for Guild Ball this, this uh, winter season, and you could do the same thing. Like, you could have a big patch of, like, icy ground yeah in the middle and then you could have like the 
you could have the snowball thing and like you obviously need to like spend an influence to attack with the snowman but <laughs> then it could result in like knockdown or whatever like whatever and, whatever you want to put on it and you can do the same thing for uh for song of ice and fire so like i've done like big campaigns back with like warhammer fantasy and there would be scenarios that i would do where you know i base a lot of those scenarios off of either historical events that I have from like my head or like where I just kind of use a story from, you know, the fluff and use that to kind of create, you know, different um, kind of like just different, different types of battles that you can do. So the one, like the one that I like to do every now and then, and this would actually be pretty fun. I think in, um, in a song of ice and fire is like, do like a battle like kind of based off of the battle of like Thermopylae and kind of like have mm. one like choke point and maybe have units like, you know, the Tully sworn sworn swords or, you know, have like just this stocky unit and then just have maybe like the free folk, you know, charge or something. And you could almost do that for just, just for fun, just to see like how many free folk units does it take to break, you know, the, sw- the Sully sworn shields or something crazy like that. Yeah, see, like, that sort of, like, and I'm sure that we could look at the books and find, like, certain battles that we want to oh, yeah. just Well, actually, if you look on the uh, Cool Mini site, basically, there is one that I do want to play, and it's that battle that is the Lannisters versus the Starks, but it's the one where Rob basically ambushes Jamie's, uh units. Yeah, Whispering Wood or whatever. Yeah, 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 they they have that scenario, and that's one that I want to do sometime soon here, just because I, I love battles where you got where you have alternate deployments, and that one has some really kind of cool ones where you have not just your regular deployment, but I think a lot of the Lannisters actually deploy like in the center, and then you have the Starks mm. coming from the flanks. It, it's it looks like a really cool setup. Yeah, that 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 would be cool. I'm down. <laughs> You've convinced me. <laughs> so definitely like it when games kind of you know lend themselves to a lot of those those cool scenarios and you can do some very cinematic battles with that you know that that are just very representative of the books and and the show obviously so speaking of like the way this game is set up right one of the things that i've really noticed is this game has lots of like screw you factor yeah it. and generally like you want to avoid that in games because it creates negative gameplay experiences and it doesn't encourage people to keep playing. But this is Game of Thrones. But it's Game of Thrones, right? So, like, that's why, like, (laughs) I have no complaint with it. And I'm like, I feel like it's so, so fitting for... Well, well, and that's like what we were saying with Walder Frey. Like, like, you're you're like, Walder Frey's a jerk. Like, he's just, like, this piece of crap that will stab you in the back whenever you know it benefits him and his card totally fits that because he's like yeah i'm gonna wound you but you're also gonna lose all the abilities of this unit almost like you know we're having ourselves like a little red wedding and all of a sudden the starks are all dead no well spoiler alert okay anybody listening anybody anybody playing this game should already have watched that or read it (laughs) and if they have you should know Shame. <laughs> wow, Shame. spoiler alert again. 
<laughs> so, okay, yeah, I and that's the one thing that I think they've done such a good job of hitting on the nose with this game that I don't think people give enough credit to is that idea that it's the world of Game of Thrones and there's so much screw you factor in that world and now you're going to put all that screw you factor into the game. And so, I mean, if somebody were to complain about that element of negative gameplay experiences for this game, I'd be like, why did you pick up Game of Thrones then? Like, that yeah, that's right. on you. You, du- you done fucked up. <laughs> well, yeah, and that's like looking at, like, I mean, anybody like, I don't know, just take a look at Tyrion, right? Like, Tyrion can just be like, hey, you don't get any cards, or I get to discard your cards, or I get to do this type of diplomacy that screws you over. And it's just like, yeah, it sucks, but it's like, that's what the imp does. It's like, he's not going to do anything on the battlefield, so at least you know you got that going for you. What are you talking about? He did get it on the battlefield. I mean, so did Joffrey, but... Battle of the Blackwater, man. <laughs> hey, he was wielding an axe. He got his nose chopped off. Hey, jo- Come on, jo- give the man the credit that he deserves. Hey, Joffrey was on the battlefield for that one, too. Yeah, but he sucked in it. <laughs> Tyrion at least was like axing some dudes in the face. <laughs> that In the show, that's one of my favorite lines, though. He's like, you know, it's really coming down to it. And he's like, there's a lot of brave men knocking on our door. Let's go kill them. <laughs> let's go kill those men <laughs> yeah <laughs> that that is one of the best moments of that whole show yeah. and then Stannis gets his ass handed to him like he does repeatedly oh Stannis everybody loves Stannis and I don't know why father of the year Stannis, Stannis the manis <laughs> uh, every time that father's day comes up I just love posting like happy father's day and just have Stannis's face there Wow, that's really fucked up. <laughs> I'm really happy that they did not see that when you were going through an adoption process. <laughs> that social worker would have been like, uh, um, no. I mean, if they watched Game of Thrones, I mean, if they didn't watch it, they wouldn't have got it. Yeah, they, they would have been like, oh, this guy's going to sacrifice whatever kid we give him. <laughs> so anyways, anything else with the league you kind of wanted to mention before we kind of move on here? No, I, th- I thought it was a great time. I thought we had a nice, you know, core group going and uh, that, that yeah, I, th- I think everyone had fun. I think it was a good league. Yeah, I really hope that this game kind of picks up a little bit as far as like just getting some more people like from different areas to start playing it because I would I would love playing in a tournament as spring fling with this. Like I, I want to play a guild ball tournament, but if I can spend like an afternoon or like even like one of the days playing in like a song of ice and fire um, tournament. That would be a lot of fun. Yeah. See, I think I, I, yeah, that would be. And even if there's not, great way to go. even if there's not, I'm going to like try to find like a play area and maybe just play my song of ice and fire stuff. You're just going to play by, play by yourself. No, I'm going to get you to bring up a little corner. No, you and me, <laughs> I'm going to be playing kingdom death. No, you need to get some of your you need to get some of your Utah boys to come to this spring fling now that it's a convention. I will try to do some recruiting. <laughs> get some of those are, West. Are, are you are you listening, Chief? You yeah. better get out there, on, Chief. Let's go. Uh, so yeah, just one more shout out for spring fling. If you haven't listened to that episode yet, go back and listen to it. It's the one before this. And yeah, I I talk with the organizer and he spills the beans on like a lot of the different types of games and stuff he's going to have there and tournaments and it's going to be a really good time. So definitely check that out. If you uh, haven't listened to it yet, 
So yeah, that's pretty I, sweet. The last thing I want to talk about, Chris, and then we'll see if there's anything else random we want to want to speak of. But they came oh, I got out- some random shit for you. But go ahead. Okay. But they came out with the Neutral Heroes two box, which we already started talking about. And one thing that I'm definitely happy to see is that in the Kickstarter, you got access to all these models, right? Well, in the Neutral Heroes 2 box, they finally reprinted two of the models that if like I wasn't in the Kickstarter, I wasn't in the Kickstarter, but you were. So you had access to Braun and Brienne and I didn't because I didn't get in on the Kickstarter. But now they reprinted them and you get them in this Heroes 2 box. So I just wanted to I'm happy that they went that route. And that gives me hope for like the mountain that rides because maybe they're going to reprint that. So now that you can legally play like the mountain that rides now that they reprinted these models. Yeah. I, I, I'm a big fan of that. I, I believe that they should have just been like, you can play them all and all of them are legal from the beginning. And that's the nine month or year long or whatever, however long it was, maybe it's a year and a half, even that that's the reward for, backing our Kickstarter and being one of the first people that, you know, supported us is you can use those models in tournament legal play. Like they weren't broken. So, I mean, yeah, not everyone had access to them or, you know, maybe you would have to spend a bunch of money to get them that, you know, if you didn't have access to them, but I thought that should have been the natural reward, the natural consequence of being an early, early adopter, but that's, they obviously didn't decide to go that way, but uh, they, you know, decided to soften the blow for. Well, and I do like that they many. did use the same sculpt. So the sculpt. Yeah. Different. Yeah. I think, I, well, they should have at least done that, right? Like that, that's the minimum, like at least give them the exclusive sculpt. Dude, but that and new sculpt of Brienne is pretty sweet. I don't know if you've seen it. The new sculpt of Brienne. I basically, don't know. If basically she's in her full plate, but she also mm-hmm. has, the sword, and I'm guessing it looks like the sword that she got from Jamie, um, Valyrian steel sword. And mm. what's that? Oathkeeper, I think th- that she calls it. But she's basically like holding it straight out and like kind of staring down it. It's just a pretty cool pose. Hmm. I'll have to check that out. Yeah. And then Bron just oh. kind of looks like him, his cell sword self, you know? Yeah. Yeah. The busted up face. Yeah. Yeah. But you have those two that got reprinted. You have uh, Vargo Hote, who is the goat of Hall, apparently, also the Crippler. So he can be used as a commander or he can be used as an attachment. Yeah, so, he he's the guy that chopped Jamie's hand off. Is he? Right. I think that's the same guy. See, if, he, if, if somebody plays him, there should be a rule that, like, if somebody's doing the Jamie, the, the handless Jamie attachment, that he has to go to that unit. The crippler for his habit. So he's called the crippler for mutilating his victims, apparently. And yes, mm. he, he is the he is the guy that cut off Jamie's hand. Yeah, that guy was a dick. And he made <laughs> dra- he tricked Jamie into drinking piss. Yeah, yes, he did. Yeah, that's, yeah, that, I gotta, that's see, fucked up. But here's the thing: I don't feel I don't feel bad because Jamie threw a kid out the window. So. Well, see, and I, I like Jamie a lot. I think his character is very interesting just as like the story progresses. But I the more I go back and read and watch the shows, the more I really kind of dig the way that the Boltons kind of operate. Just because I when I first watched it, I'm like, man, what? these guys are real. 
These guys are real jerks, but I started. They are real jerks. <laughs> but, you know, they're just kind of like these hardcore people of the North that just don't don't give a shit who you are. And they're just going to, you know, handle you and, and maim you and, and flay you. One was a psychotic sadist rapist. How can well, you be in support of this house at all? <laughs> because his dad was a boss. His dad was a dick. He was just <laughs> dude. Ruth, he, he was a, like he was a fucking traitor. Dude, I like Roos. Roos is kind of a really cool character too. Backstabbing bitch. Hate that guy. I I, I can't even believe you're saying this. Like, <laughs> I mean, Bones, I like <laughs> Game of Thrones is amazing because yeah. it's like one of those shows where. Like you can't say that one one group is like all good or all bad, right? Like, like they including they have, the Boltons. They have context and and all that, but the Boltons are one that you can say they're all bad. <laughs> like, uh, what are you talking about? Roos married his last wife because Walter would pay pay him he, he for was, weight and gold. He, <laughs> That's messed up. Yeah, at least at least make it like he was being charitable to marry this, you know, this this woman that didn't have many prospects. Like, I mean, you can at least like twist it to make it sound like he was doing a nice thing, even though we know he wasn't. Yeah. You don't even go through the effort, Pete, to try and make Bruce out to be like a reasonable guy. You're just like, no, he's a scumbag and I'm embracing him. Uh, I do, but see, that's the thing. I just, I don't know if it's because just how brutal they are. And obviously Ramsey's, you know, he's over the top, whatever. I'll agree with that. But, you know. Oh, how magnanimous of you. You agree with that. But, but, you know, when, when you're bastardized for so long, you know, you're going to have a couple screws loose. Oh, oh, it's how he was raised. That sort of thing. Okay. It's a product of his environment. That you're insane. Uh, <laughs> that is that is the most fucked so up viewing it, of that character. Was it bad that I like the Lannisters and they had Joffrey and I like the Boltons and they had Ramsey? Yeah, like I just I'm I'm really concerned about <laughs> how like, you are. It's like Pete, you have a child. <laughs> yeah, what sort of what sort of person are you? <laughs> Very oh, disturbing. Man. Yeah, so we got the we got uh, yeah the goat of Heron Hall. So I'm gonna try him out because he he goes right in with my Boltons, my boys. Then we got Dario. Yeah, they uh, shouldn't Nahari. even they they shouldn't even call those neutral heroes. Like they should just be like neutral backstabbing assholes. <laughs> <laughs> but then the other go ahead. Thing, so the other one you have is you have uh, Dario Naharis, who I believe he's isn't that kind of like the right hand man or one of the right hand men for like. Darnarius. Yeah, he's the one that. Do you remember in the show when she like finally goes over to Westeros, and there's one guy that stays behind to kind of like run things, and he yeah. was kind of like her champion. And they had a fling. That's him, I okay. believe. Yeah, I mean, it, there's I, a lot of characters, so I could be fucking this up, but I'm pretty sure that's who it is. No, I just I just got it right here. Yeah, if that's who that is, and he's called the Stormcrow Captain, which you know it's kind of an interesting title. And he's a reckless mercenary, so got that going on, I guess. Yeah, yeah but then you have the uh, you have the assassin guy, you know the the follower of the Red God, so the mysterious prisoner. 
and the unnamed. Mm. So he's got three different cards. He can be either a neutral um, combat infantry unit. He can be... I, I don't know if he's like a prisoner that the Starks cart around, but it says that the model is always the last model destroyed from this unit. When this unit is destroyed, your opponent may kill one of your friendly attachments or NCUs, which is interesting. Oh, so basically they have him as just kind of blend into the... So he he's sort of like the Jamie model where you pick him for your list and then you put him with another, like your opponent's unit? Yeah, I guess. Okay. Yeah, that's cool. That's neat. Um, I also like that they got the Iron Banker dude in there. His name's Tycho Nestorus. And basically, yeah, that's a character that we didn't see a lot in the show. Yeah, and basically what he ends up doing is it's just a once-per-turn ability, but you just heal five wounds from across your, your battlefield. Okay, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, so that's pretty cool. And he's only four points, so he's claiming zones, and then right at the right moment, maybe you heal up five or you spread out some wounds around the battlefield and just... You know, kind of turn because there's that's the cool thing about this game that it really does sometimes come down to like, oh, man, if I had one more wound in that unit, that would have just won me the game. Yeah, especially when it's like Umber Berserkers and they do their most damage (laughs) toward the end. Let me activate this guy one more time. (laughs) I just need one more. Yep. So, I mean, that's the cards. They did come out with some uh, tactics cards. I'm not going to talk about those right now, though, just because. I got to look at him and kind of play him before I can make a lot of sense from him. So, but it, it's definitely worth the buy because just looking at the different models you get out of this box, you can really do some really cool and different things with these models. Yeah. It, and that's, that's how those heroes boxes should work. They should completely be able to change the way that you want to play your characters. Yeah. I'll tell you what, I think it's messed up that I got that Aria in the second Stark box. And you can't even field her as, like, part of a unit. Like, she can't even do any killing. <laughs> because she's an that's, NCU. Yeah, that's a pain in the ass. I'm like, if you're going to pick if you're gonna pick Arya, you want to be able to field her as a unit in the field that can sneak up to the tactics board and go kill somebody. Like Walter well, Frey, specifically. Ugh, man. That's the one that's, I want to kill. <laughs> that's, that's pretty messed up, the way she does that. Dude, Stone Cold Assassin. Arya is like, she's, yeah, she is the hero for sure. So, Chris, are there any of the other factions or models that you're kind of like really looking forward to to kind of coming out? Like, I know there's the Baratheons and Targaryens coming out, but are I there think any- everyone wants to see those Targaryens. I think yeah, everyone's so. excited about the dragons, the Dothraki, like the Targaryens is an interesting one because they have so many, like given the books, they have so many different types of units that they could, they could use. Well, and it's not only that, but I heard that like people that talked with certain people that work for the company are like, yeah, Drogo, Drogo is going to be a beast. He's basically going to be like the mountain that rides. That's awesome. Yeah. That'll be, (laughs) that's like a, that's like a dream matchup right there. The mountain versus Drogo. Yeah, right. Yeah. To be honest, I think it would be a dream matchup seeing Jason Momoa and half Thor Jurius Borgensen actually fight each other in real life. Yeah. Like, I think that the UFC needs to sign those guys for like a fight and see how that goes down. That could be, that could actually be a real interesting one. You know what made my, like, the hair stand up on the back of my neck was. I saw, you know, Drogo doing like the haka at like some award mm-hmm. ceremony. And I was like, dude, that's like 
super kind of cool. Yeah, it's awesome. Well, the the other video that I've seen him where he does the haka is. Do you know who Mark Hunt is, the UFC fighter? Yeah, he's like knocked out a shit ton of dudes. <laughs> the super Samoan. Anyway, like Jason Momoa was in New Zealand training at that MMA fighter camp, and they were sending him off for a fight in wherever he was going to Australia or whatever. And they basically like did the Haka, like all these like UFC MMA guys, they all did the Haka as they were like sending Mark Hunt off to go, go to war. That one was a dope one as well. Yeah. But yes, I have seen the one that he did on like the red carpet at that award show. Yeah. So I know the, the Targaryens, everybody's going to go bananas when those come out. Um, I don't know. I'm trying to think of like what else could come out that I would be interested in buying. And the the sand snakes. Yeah, that would be pretty cool too. No, like that, that like would be really cool. Would be, yeah, that'd be like super cool. I would kind of uh, like great like to see. Yeah, I would like to see some. Hmm, I'd like to see some way, maybe where we, you could almost create like a one-on-one duel, like have the mountain and the viper kind of like duel somehow. Hmm, yeah, that obviously the mechanics aren't there for like one-on-one. About- yeah, but you know what? There probably could be. There probably could be an NCU that could grant something like that. Yeah, like have like, hey, if the mountains on the battlefield, you know, do this or this, and whoever, you know, gets the highest score or something, you know, wins the duel or something. I don't know. Yes, or or, or I'm thinking like something that's like tr- trial by combat, right? Like there's a character that can initiate, you take this spot on the tactics board, you can initiate a trial by combat, and it has to be like maybe two standalone Well, let me ask you this, Chris, and and let me see if this is something that you'd be down for. So in Warhammer Fantasy, you had this huge, massive battle going on, but when you got in combat with a unit, you could duel a character. So you had a couple options. You could either accept the duel with any character that you wanted. So if I had like a, a sergeant or if I had like a named character, I could accept with either one of those or I could decline the duel. But if I declined it, you didn't get any of that character's ability and it had to go to the back of the unit. So hmm. there, so you actually had a mechanic in the game where you could do like a trial by combat and like yeah, these two heroes square off. Yeah, four. So there's this funny mechanic, though, that was in there, and, and people of Warhammer Fantasy will appreciate this because it, it's calling back to that. But the so the Bretonians were kind of like these knightly vow kind of people, kind of like, you know, you're very Arthur-esque, you know, Knights of the Round Table type deal. So anyways, they had all these vows and stuff, and there was this item you could bring on your character. It was called like the something gauntlet of virtue or something like that. But anyways, basically you could use it once per game, and when you used it, they could not reject the duel and you ha- you got to pick which model you wanted to duel against and they had to accept it. And they just used that to like kill wizards and all sorts of like really, <laughs> really crappy dueling models. Yeah. I mean, there, uh, yes, I would like to see a mechanic like that because I obviously have never fought in a hand-to-hand <laughs> night war but like everything that we get indicated in every area of uh the history of that type of warfare is that like you would 
people would seek out specific individuals in battle, right? Well, that, I mean, just think they, about how many cool moments there were in the show yeah, of there were so two, many two individuals just like dueling it out. Like even like the one I'm thinking off the top of my head is actually Brienne and like Jamie when she's trying to escort them back to you know the capital and they're dueling on this bridge. And of course, Jamie's not in any shape, but you know, they're dueling there, on this bridge. There's and- so many uh, Brienne versus the hound, uh, Braun throwing people through the moon door. <laughs> um, <laughs> like the, obviously there's, there's a mountain and the red Viper. Like there's so many great ones that if you could find a way to do that. In and I, look, I honestly think that I want to try to find a way to make contact with cool mini to where we can be like, can we please consider this idea? Because um, this would be really, really fucking cool. Yeah, like, it, and you, so yeah, you're just like on a battlefield and you're able to like find two guys and you just have like, and they, they've already shown that they're willing to think outside the box and have something that's as dynamic as the tactics board. But how awesome would it be if like great John Umber could like step out of his unit and you know, go head to head with the mountain or if, you know, you could be like, okay, Jamie, like here's Rob Stark one-on-one and you could like David and Goliath that shit. Yeah. And there's plenty of games that have had those mechanics before where like leaders kind of square off. So you definitely could do it and you could do it in a way where it wouldn't affect the immediate like effects on the board, like on the actual like battlefield, but like you said, I think it'd be really cool if there was like a almost like an an addition to like to the tactics board where there was the trial by combat, you know, to figure out who won that. And then if you lose the trial by combat, here's some effects you can get. If you won, here's some other effects you can get. Yeah, that would be even if they weren't I really, official. I really rules, like this even, idea. Yeah. Even if they were just like something like fun that you could do, like just as like all just extra rules, just bonus. Like, Hey, here's something fun to try out. I think that would be really cool. Oh yeah. I told, I told, yeah, I really like the more I'm thinking about this, the more I really like this idea. <laughs> it's like, let's, let's draw up some rules. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm going to, so I'm, I'm going to do that now. I'm actually going to sit down and give this more thought. Yeah. that would be, that'd be a lot of fun. Well, cool. Well, dude, I would, I, mean, I would be totally happy to just like battle out characters all day long in that game. Uh, well, see, and that's when you can get some cool side events. Like you could just be like, "Hey, bring your champion, and we're going to have a tournament." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that would be awesome. So, I think now that we've improved the game, I think that's a good place to, uh, to sign off. But we do have some parting blows because you did say you had some extra stuff for us. No, you know what? I want to. I want to save that. Like, let's okay. sign this off, and then we'll. Uh, I'll. I'll explain. All right. Well, I think with that being said, we're just going to roll some dice and throw some salt then. All right. We're out. <laughs>